It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Enough with the wind already. I know. We got more of that today as warm weather continues to move into the area. Man, did I have an interesting weekend, but not for the reasons you think. Hang on. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. Got some interesting news. I'll get to the news a little bit later, because i got to tell you about some things that happened during the course of the weekend. Completely unnews related, but you can take a look at the video I recorded on the Wake Up Wyoming site. It's um <laughs> interesting. Okay, so where I live... It's an uphill road. It is not a really big road, but it is considered a, one of the main arteries through town. And as it goes uphill, there's across the street from me is a golf course. Very attractive view. But that's the direction that the prevailing winds come from. So understanding I need to always look ahead at the weather forecast, I was already ready for this Saturday. Just like when the big snowstorm came through, I was already ready for this, right? So I had, you know, whatever food I needed and projects to work on, and I really wasn't going to go outside, except I do on Saturdays, there's a group that I have breakfast with. But, you know, get a note saying, hey, we're not meeting, which had nothing to do with the weather, but okay, that's fine. But did I want to go out and do something anyway early? Because I get up early on Saturday morning, just like I do weekdays. And this is just first light of morning. Sun's not really up, but morning first light. And I open up my front door and I look out at the road. And the road is not bad yet, but I can see what's coming. The winds. And at the golf course across the street, it's packed with snow. I mean, just piled with it. And the wind blows across that golf course toward my house. It has to come across the road. I know what's coming. I'm not going anywhere. So I close the door and just busy myself with all sorts of fun weekend projects. During the course of the day, there's that main road up, up the, you know, across from the golf course. And there's a, I'm almost on a corner. There's one house between me and the corner. And that's 20th. And 20th. Just, just it's one of those neighborhoods they don't plow. In which case, I look at it and go, I'm not, never, I'm not going down 20th when it, it snowed because they don't take care of it. And cars are getting stuck. The whole day, I kept listening to cars get stuck and multiple drivers helping each other get unstuck. There have been times I've been the good neighbor in town and walked out and helped people get unstuck. But how many times should I do that? 
I would have been at it all day long. And at times, multiple cars were getting stuck on that road, that 20th. And I finally just said, I'm not doing this. I, I'm not going out car after car after car. They shouldn't go down that. They should be able to look at that road and go, nope, which is what I did. The roads were drivable when I first got up, but I could see what was coming. And I just went, nope, not doing it. So people kept getting stuck on 20th. The main road in front of me is getting bad. People are starting to get stuck there. At one point, uh, sort of late afternoon, I step out the door and look, and way up near the top of the hill, a car was in a snowbank. When you looked at when I looked at the size of the snowbank, there's no way that car should have even tried it. But they did, and they were really, I mean, deep in the snow. Right? That was ridiculous. Even some jacked-up pickup truck shouldn't have tried that. Why is an average car trying it? So there's a wrecker up there trying to pull that sucker out. There's a police officer trying to block the road. And I look down the other way to the bottom of the hill, and there's a line of cars trying to get up. What are you doing out? The road is mostly gone. It's covered in so much snow. And I'm watching people trying to come up the hill. They're sliding all over the place. And I finally just said, oh, forget it. Besides, it was really windy out there. Went back inside. Now, this is way past my bedtime. 7.30 p.m. I know you're thinking, that's how's that bad? That's past my bedtime. I usually go to bed at 6. But I was watching a movie. And so before I go to bed, I thought, I'm just going to step out and take one last look. Because that road in front of my house is piled high with snow it doesn't the road does not exist anymore it the 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 golf course across the street from me there's a hill it goes way down and comes back up and then across the street to my house so i'm able to look down on most of the golf course the snow from over on the golf course which had been piled high is almost all gone i can see the grass that snow is now on the street in front of my house, piled high in a massive drift all the way up and down. And as I step outside, I start to notice cars between the main road and that side road 20th into the neighborhoods. And I count eight vehicles. And each vehicle had more than one person in it. And they're all caught in drifts. Some of them are pickup trucks. Most of them are average cars. And they're caught in drifts that are up above their tires or worse. And I looked at that and thought, how did you even think you could try that? That's one of the reasons, well, the main reason I looked at early in the morning and just said, nope. I didn't know what else to do. So I called the local police and said, I don't know. There's all these people stuck. They're trying to help each other, but there's no way. It's not possible. And so we'll, we'll send an officer up. The officer showed up to try to organize things. The officer gets out of his vehicle, starts talking to people, trying to get everybody working together, which they were trying anyway. And he pulls out this dinky little shovel, and I felt bad for him, so I grab a big shovel. While we're trying to do something, which I'm thinking, no, these cars are going to be here all night. You know those big Tonka toys that have the machine up front that eats the snow and spits it out? Whatever you call that thing. Yeah, that sucker was heading down the road from up above. Nobody called him. He just happened to be in the area. That was the next road he was going to do. And we all went, oh, thank God. 
those things were actually pretty maneuverable as he went around uh, just blowing out the snow from between the vehicles and then eventually headed back down the road and we were able to get the cars into where he had plowed out. If you want to see the video of part of this, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert it out later and you can see the whole thing. And I actually titled the article, about a car full of dummies get caught in or some title like that. And the reason I said that was because really you have to be just dumb to look at snowdrifts like that and think, oh yeah, I got this and go for it. The smarter person would have, if they had to go to work, they would have called their boss and said, I'm not making it. I'm sorry, I cannot make it. That would be the smarter part. Anybody else who went out for any other reason, oh, we got to go to the grocery store or whatever, what were you thinking? And especially when you see the snow is piled that high, to know the limits of your vehicle and say, I'm not even doing that, which I'll go back to, is why from the very beginning I said, no, I'm just not doing it because I know what's coming. I know what would happen to me if I tried going out in this. So I'm just staying home. So again, the story and the video, because in in looking at this, the moment I walked out the door and counted eight cars, I grabbed my cell phone and started shooting video. So you, you can watch what I was dealing with and watching at the at that time. Hey, morning, Doug. Doug is in Cheyenne. Wyoming's version of bumper cars. Very entertaining, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, what gets me is th there was one guy with a really big pickup truck, and he had a huge rope that he was trying to tie around other vehicles and trying to pull. And he wasn't. In fact, Doug, I'll give you something that also was a clue to me first thing in the morning. When I first opened the door, first thing in the morning, and again, it didn't. the road didn't look that bad, but I, I could see what was coming. I watched a snowplow. Now, we're talking a big dump truck with a plow on the front and a load of sand in the back that he's spitting on the road as he drives, right? And he heads up the road past my house, and he hits a snowdrift. Now, this is early in the day, and he tries to plow that drift, and he can't move it. And you know, the back tires, there's two axles. Each axle has four tires on it. And those all are spinning because that's where his traction is. He's got all tires spinning. And he's not able to move the drift. And he gave up and backed away and just said, forget it. And we didn't see a plow all day after that, not until that big machine showed up late in the evening and started eating the snow. DJ and Gillette, were those people stuck experiencing their first Wyoming winter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, DJ grew up where I'm at right now. Yeah, I know what you mean, DJ. I'm the Florida boy. I know I've been here like 16 years now, but I'm the Florida boy. And even I was smart enough to step outside and look at it early in the day and go, nope, I'm not doing that because I know what's going to happen if I do. So that was my entertainment. And again, go to the, use your app, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert it out at some point and you can see exactly because I shot video of this so you can see what I was dealing with. I'd have to say that those drivers out there, and they weren't the only one. There were other drivers all over the you know, Wyoming and the region who went out on that during the course of the weekend. What were you thinking?
618 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to... I'm letting you vent. This is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 621 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Okay, so one more thing. I got to give credit, and I'm glad Cowboy State Daily wrote an article on these guys. So some of the worst of the snow was in Carbon County. In fact, I told you guys uh, on Friday's program that places like Hannah, Wyoming and Rock River and also Medicine Bow, and there's a few other uh, towns along the area, uh, Wachula, I think, was one of them. There were towns that were just (laughs) buried in and had been for quite a while. And even though those people know, because of where they live, the roads around them can be closed for like a week or more sometimes. They they know where they live. They know to stock up. But they have been stuck for so long because of not just when it snowed, but when the drifts came in. So headline from Cowboy State Daily, Carbon County volunteers worked round the clock rescuing people, latest Arctic storm. In fact, I had, I don't know, I had heard that for Hannah, some National Guard was called in to help dig them out. But okay, uh, there's one man named Mike, lived in Carbon County his whole life. He has never seen a storm like this one, he says. Now remember, remember now, snow is now a thing of the past. It was said back in 2000 by the cult of climate change. It's going to be such a rare event that when it happens... You have to explain it to your kids. They're not going to understand. You know it snowed in Los Angeles? There's some southern states that a snow event happens maybe once in a lifetime. Well, snowed in Los Angeles. He said, I'm old already, he laughed. I listen to 70s rock and roll all day, and this has been the worst I've ever seen. It was so bad, said the Rawlins Search and Rescue Volunteers, that even the emergency vehicles needed rescuing. Quote, oh, by the way, the, the people trying to rescue Hannah, they sent in some of the big Tonka toys to try to clean that out, and some of those big machines got stuck and had to be rescued. Quote, we had sheriff's deputies that were off the road, so we assisted them. And we had an ambulance that got stuck, so we had to get the ambulance. Snow drifts were otherworldly, he says. We fought six-foot drifts across the interstate. I'm not exaggerating. It probably took four hours to get 15 minutes. He and his fellow volunteers were among dozens of people working round the clock to power outlying communities and rescue people, including rescue workers, oil field workers, fellow volunteers who got stuck to. Our members assisted with little things, not just big things, he said. Meals on wheels for senior citizens. Had to help get meals to those people so they made sure um let me see carbon county truly became or came together last night he said in the face of disastrous extreme weather crews of numerous agencies worked all night into and into the morning ensuring all critical routes were finally open and people could get out if they needed to get something if something needed to be done from rescuing stranded oil field workers south of Christian Junction to providing assistance to residents without heat and power. Wyoming Highway Patrol, Wyoming Department of Transportation, 
Bags Fire Department, Valley Search Rescue, Classic Air Rolling Search and Rescue, Carbon County Engineer Management, and other personnel. And a lot of these people are volunteers. So, quote, when you see the chief of police out assisting motorists all day long, and you have a sheriff who's newly elected who had to go to work in a snowmobile, that speaks volumes, he said. I mean, he lives out of town, and he had to ride a snow machine into work. A tool that made it all possible to restore residents' power to the tiny town of... I have to look this one up. I don't know about this town. And I'm, I'm going to just slaughter this name, but uh, Bayroli, B-A-I-R-O-I-L. I'll have to look that one up. Recently, uh, anyway, so they, they recently bought uh, some snow vehicles, and they had to use them. That was the only way they were going to get around to get to people who needed help. Uh, emergency manager for Carbon County said the vehicle was delivered to Carbon County just weeks ago. Perfect timing. It's a two-track unit. This is, it looks like a box on tractor treads. Yeah, it, it really is interesting. That, and it just they just got this thing, and they had to use this thing. Okay, two-track unit. He said the vehicle cost the county about $180,000 worth every penny, he said. We took ownership at the end of the year, and now it has over 80 hours of service. He said it wasn't enough to cover the entire storm uh, during all of that, but... He says it was, um, he is inspired by the number of people who just stepped out to help their neighbors. He said, I saw people in their personal vehicles getting other vehicles and stuff, which I have to say, I will give credit to those people that I was complaining about earlier who were out in front of my house getting stuck in the snow all day long. When someone gets stuck in the snow, other vehicles who are coming up immediately, everybody just gets out and just starts helping everybody. I've seen that a lot. And, yes, I have gone out many times, grabbed a shovel, got out there, and helped someone who got stuck right near my house. You know, The only reason I quit at some point is because it went all day long. And at some point, would you people quit driving up this road? Um, we physically carried a sweet 94-year-old lady in our arms to our tracked vehicles and uh, sh- sheltered her in a hotel because she had no food or heat. Hmm. We did travel advisories for Carbon County. We asked for no unnecessary travel, and I believe that that helped. Most of our residents honored that, which, again, that was me on Saturday. I opened up the door and just went, nope, and shut the door. And that was it. Not going anywhere. And if there's some place, I know I work here, but let's say I had any other kind of job, I would have just had to call my boss and go, I'm sorry. We're just going to have to take a snow day on this one. Uh, He said there was a huge collaboration effort between the county commissioners, county clerk, Homeland Security. And the sheriff pointed out that without the cooperation of residents, emergency workers would have been stuck, too. He said, we'd like to thank every single one of you who stepped up, came together to help the people of Carbon County on Saturday. Without your teamwork yesterday, he said, yeah, would have been tragic for some people out there. Now, for me, when I got done on Saturday, Sunday rolls around, and the weather, the, the temperature got up to 50 degrees. Although, with that kind of warmer air coming in, that means it's extremely windy. But between the warm air and the wind, that actually helped move a lot of snow and melt a lot of snow. Uh, hey, Jim. 
and Hugh and Rosette. I found out that most people I've fetched out of snowbanks are the last couple of years here from elsewhere and having a clue how to drive in this kind of weather. Yeah, I can, I can believe that too. I can't. Although I am really surprised by how many Wyoming residents are out in that kind of stuff. I know you have a lot of experience, but uh, that experience should tell you, don't take it as a challenge. There's just a time that you should just look at the situation and just go, you know, now, not worth it. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Erase the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, to Jim and some other people out here who sent me. I appreciate it. Now I know Bear Oil, Dave and Casper, Jim and Casper as well, uh, Laurie and Laramie, uh, even DJ in Gillette said as Bear Oil. Okay, so there's a town out there I'd never heard of, but it was one of those that got stranded. And it, to me, it's like looking at Hannah. <clears throat> because if you're heading down... The main highway around Mez and Bohanna. And then you look off in the distance. Is that a town that looks abandoned? You know, okay. Then you take this little stretch of road that gets to the town. All right. So this is new to me. I'd never heard of this place. So Bear Oil, which the way they spell it was a little confusing to me. It didn't look like it would be pronounced that way. But if, for those who have never heard of this, north of Rollins, so the highway that goes north of Rollins is 287. And you go up until you see Highway 73, turn off to the left. And I'm looking at this little, it's not so much a town as it's like a big, you know, neighborhood. Not even big for that matter. Where the heck? Okay, well, there's a a gas plant out there. They do have a little school. Some chemical plants that are out there as well, Merritt Energy Company. So they're all, not surprisingly here involved in the energy business and when i take a look at what's supposed to be that's why i say it's more of a neighborhood they do have a town hall but there's nothing else out there even the town hall i look at and i think really that's the town there's not much of a building but other than that there's really nothing much in it other than uh some work buildings some houses are out there and that's it not a whole lot of people interesting that was one of the places got heavily snowed in and people just needed some help just because of all the weather. And it wasn't just that, as you know, that initial dump of snow that we got. It was the wind on Saturday that blew everything around and just got everybody stuck and stranded. Okay, so next couple of days here. And we're about to get an extended forecast from Don Day in just a couple of minutes. But I can tell you next couple of days, yeah, it'd be windy out there. Okay. And warm enough that a lot of the snow is just going to melt away. There is some snow coming on Wednesday, but it's nothing like what we just had. It, it'll just snow. It'll just get everything white again, but nothing like what we just had. What you mainly have to worry about is the amount of wind that will just keep battering us for the next couple of days. Jude in Casper says, Glenn, the machine. Now, I was wondering about this. It, here comes a big machine with this big device on the front that just chews up the snow and spits it out. What I think is funny is they try to spit the snow where I live 
back onto the golf course. This is going to blow back, but they have nowhere else to put it. He said, Glenn, the machine with the corkscrew snow removal is called a snow go. We have three. Okay. And I video those around because whenever they go by my house, I'm just fascinated by the machine. And so I watch it come down the street and I always like to shoot video of it and watch the guy go by. And I, I'm really interested also in how they have to maneuver those machines because I've watched as big as the machine is, as much snow as it's chewing up. At times, they hit a drift that is so big and tough that even the machine has a hard time handling it. I've seen those machines actually slide sideways, as big as they are, just because of what they're on top of, the snow and the ice and all of that. But God bless those drivers that spent the weekend out there trying to keep roads clear, and mostly the main arteries clear. And then, as I said, in Carbon County and some other places around Wyoming, all of the people who just went out to help their neighbors. Which is why I might, I guess 16 years is long enough, but I, when I quickly moved to Wyoming, I said to myself, don't be a rookie about this. And I watched the forecast in advance enough to know, make sure you have enough at home. If the power goes out, here's what you're doing. Plenty of projects to keep me busy. And so when I see one of these storms coming, my strategy is just, you know, I'm just going to barricade myself in and I'm not going anywhere. JW and Guernsey. Morning, Glenn. I always keep a cheap bag of kitty litter from the dollar store in my vehicle. That's always smart. There's also, and I had never seen this before, but it's a great idea. One vehicle, they pulled out these long rectangular strips made out of plastic. And it's a lot like when people will throw like a piece of cardboard under the car or whatever the heck it these things have, uh, it, it looks like almost like a grate in it. You know, it's got holes in it, and it's got little plastic spikes as if for traction into the snow. And what they would do is lay these things down under their tires and roll over them. And then if that's still not enough, lay them down again and roll over them again. And I thought, okay, I'd never seen that before, but these are these, they're not very heavy but they're strong enough to take the weight of the car and you can just go ahead and lay them down right under your tire. Just dig out a little bit of the snow, shove it under your tire and drive over that and see if that gets you to the next spot or do you need to do it again? That was one of the strategies I saw out of all of these people stuck in the snow in front of my house. 642, here's Don Day, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather I'm not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six forty-eight's the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go, Frank Gambino. So, you have a really nice post here of wrestling photos from the weekend. There were a ton. Oh lord, a, a ton of photos, a ton of matches, a ton of tears, a ton of. It, it was just a ton. Right. And it was fun. Not only was it a ton, it was fun. I am really surprised. There's a couple of pictures here, and I've seen even more of this uh, on social media. Every so often, one of these wrestlers gets his opponent above his head. Yeah. And wham, onto the mat. How did you even manage that move? Those throws are, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of strength, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do by, by any stretch. And, and you, you know, you got to be legal. You just can't, it's not like WWE. Yeah. You just can't just throw the guy down. I mean, you can throw him down, but not 
slam them down. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a differential there that it's it's it it, it, it it's kind of hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. Say no 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 you can't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you catch them in a still photograph. Oh and yeah. That's the next thing that gets me is. There's a lot of stills out there of you look at it and think that's not possible. Well, if you saw it in motion, you would understand it. Yeah. But the still picture is confusing to look at. That's the 